Hey everybody, my name is Danny Dumas, and this is the Earn Your Title Podcast. I am excited to have my favorite guest. He's my favorite guest because he's my dad, and uh, that's uh, it's a pretty cool opportunity to have to come and talk to him. Now, I'm, I don't want to talk to him just because he's my dad, and I think the obvious topic would be to how to raise an amazing son, but that is not what we're talking about today. Uh, he, over the course of the last uh, maybe 40 years, has been doing marriage counseling, and he does uh, pre-marriage counseling. So you're get, you want to get married, come together for a couple of weeks and, and kind of talks you through that. But what I would really like him to talk about is that the actual one-on-one counseling, most of what he does is talk to men that are going through problems in their relationship. So uh, he is an expert. He, uh, I can speak from experience as a little kid. We'd be watching a movie. He'd get a phone call and he would counsel someone at 10 o'clock at night. And uh, I know personally, I've had people come up. We we share the same name. I'm Danny Dumas. He or Daniel Dumas. He's Daniel Dumas. Most people call me Danny. Most people call him Dan. I've had people, strangers, come up and they hear my name. They say, "Is is your dad Dan Dumas?" And I'm like, "Yeah." He's like, "He saved my marriage, hands down. If it wasn't for him, uh, so he has a lot to say." Dad, why don't you kind of tell us uh, how you started, how you got into that? I mean, that's not everybody. Uh, is their career path? Uh, how does that happen? How did you get started in like family ministry and uh, marriage counseling? Well, you know, I'm part of the ministry at the, the Apostolic Church, and uh, involved initially with music ministry. Right. But uh, I found that um, I got involved. I just was willing to do whatever I could, you know. And I had a psychology minor, and uh, my dad actually uh, always mentored me. My dad, as you know. Uh, was a psychiatrist, and uh, I just always felt like that uh, there was something to it. I know as a young person, for some reason, people would always come up to me and say, I don't know why I'm telling you this, but it just seemed like I had a destiny with uh, being a counselor, and uh, there was a need at the church, and uh, I did all the wedding ceremonies, preparation for that, and in conjunction with that, I I just felt like God was leading me to uh, do premarital counseling. I think it's important, you know, to do that, to, to get anything else. You have to have a degree or whatever, but you can get married. You can just, you know, get the justice of the peace or whatever. And, and I just felt like counseling, premarital counseling, and then from there uh, I was able to extend that, people that were having some difficulties, trying to help their uh, learning curve and give them some skills and talents that I believe that God was helping me with. And so it's just been a, a, an incredible experience being able to help people uh, in one of the greatest relationships, and that's marriage. Right. I'm just celebrated 46 years, and so thankful uh, for my life partner, Buffy, and your mom. And it's just been a great thing. But uh, it's difficult, you know. Uh, living with someone is, is hard. Right. How do you spell marriage? W-O-R-K. Right. I think John Maxwell said that. That's good. Uh, but anyway, it's hard. It's working, but it's the rewards are are so awesome. You know, to have someone, a life partner, someone you can share your life with, and uh, I've had a pleasure of doing that, and then trying to help other people do that as well. Right. Where do, where do you see as as men? Where do we mess up? Is is it? I imagine it's different stages of your of your marriage. There's probably different problems. I know, like. It seems like, you know, you have newlywed that, and then until you have kids, then you have the kids and little kids until maybe teenagers and then teenagers to college and then empty nesters. Is it the same problems all guys experience or does that change? Where, what do you see 
is like maybe we'll start with the youngest newlyweds. What problems are they seeing and what is an, maybe not an easy fix, but what is what is something that you could help someone that's currently, I mean, I got married, the honeymoon phase is over, but I'm right. a newlywed learning how to live with this human who is not like me. Right. Well, I, I think probably one of the biggest challenges are expectations. I think going into marriage, you know, we as men, uh, you know, we, we think it might be nice to have a wife someday and uh, maybe have kids or whatever. And uh, for, for us, though, we have to, it's a challenge to us to have that relationship. We have to purposefully, you know, do the things. And uh, sometimes um, we don't always know, you know, what's going on in the relationship because we're more, if I can say average man is more left brain oriented, which is the logical, you know, problem solving or whatever. Women tend to have that bilateral connection between both right and left and they're just they have a marriage manual built right into them mm. but we do things on purpose you know we and sometimes we have an expectation or sometimes that we really don't know we're a put tab a and slot b and if we don't see that you know sometimes we don't recognize you know what's what's needed in the relational part we can be the provider we can go out and go to go to work and bring home you know and and uh take care of that, make sure things are fixed in the house or whatever. But sometimes when it comes to the relationship part, you know, um, and being able to recognize uh, the needs, you know, that are, that our, our wife has, and then that our children have, and that evolves. It just, you know, you, sometimes when you get started, you just really don't have a clue. Um, in the, in the newlywed phase, you know, you're, you're newly married what are the maybe the top two or three things that newly married men struggle with? What are those one, two, or three things? And then what is maybe a, something, maybe a mindset or just something that they can realize that they are doing or maybe aren't doing to kind of help them go in the right direction? Okay. Well, I think that um, I think there's roles that we take. I think if it depends on the the marriage that we observed, it depends on the role that our father had in the home. And then in some instances now, there, there maybe there wasn't a, a male present. And so we're trying to figure out what, is, what does it mean to be the head of the household and to be in charge, so to speak. And uh, that's difficult sometimes to figure that all out, you know, uh, to say it's really built into us. Well, it is, but uh, we have to work at that. And sometimes the relationship part, you know, just understanding I can go to work and do that and, and uh you know, supply all the needs. But when it comes to relationships, just understanding that there's more to it than just, you know, going to work and coming home and uh, paying the bills. You know, there's the relationship part that we as men sometimes aren't the greatest at doing that and understanding it. We're more problem solving. And, and uh, whereas our wives are, have a, a marriage manual built right into them, that's the way God made them, you know. And uh, sometimes we have to learn that. And uh, the ex expectations, um, you know, we do things, we do things intentionally. Uh, and so sometimes we do these things and maybe if we're not recognized, uh, husbands like to be honored, women, wives like to be cherished and know that they're valuable. And sometimes I see that they, they're doing these things, but maybe they're not being appreciated as much as they th think they should be or you know i'm doing this and doing this and how, how do you how do you address like say i think I, like let's say you never saw your dad do the dishes once in his life because that was the woman's job in in your way, way you grew up so right. 
you decide I'm not going to be like my dad. I want to help. You know, I didn't like that part of my dad, so I'm going to do the dishes. So you come home, the dishes are clean, and your wife walks in the door and goes past you. Right. And you're like, what? What? What's going on? You don't. Yeah. You didn't appreciate that. Right. And I think, how, is that is that wrong for a guy to feel like that? Or is there a way to tell your wife, hey, I I know this might not be a big deal to you, but I was yeah. trying. Like, how do you how do you communicate that you were trying? You're going above and beyond, and you would like to be appreciated because it, it it doesn't sound manly to like say, hey, I want you to say thank you. But I think we some sometimes if that's your yeah. love language, right. we really need that. That's like right. How do you communicate that with your wife? Where that's right, man. It really bothered me that I spent all day cleaning the house and you didn't say anything. Right. Well, I just think you're you're honest with that, and you have to have a forum. You know, you have to have something in place, and that's one of the things that I try to teach new couples that you have to have a, a, a way of processing things. When you get these feelings and you get these thoughts, and things happen in your marriage that can be conflict or or be difficult. You know, and it's starting to uh, intrude into your lifestyle. Uh, you have to ha- have a way to sit down and have a conversation, and I try to teach that. You know, where you're, uh, one person's talking, one person's listening. Do you say this is? Hey, I, we need to talk, or is it a weekly thing? How do you? What's your advice? Like, well, do you say, hey, every week, let's sit down and just talk how the week went, good, bad, ugly, you know, right. planning. Yeah. What's I, the, I mean, I mean, is there I, a certain way, or is it every couple's kind of different? I think every couple's different. In in most cases now, both the husband and the wife are out working outside the home. You know, it's not like it used to be. And of course, once you get, you know, your children get kids or whatever, and then even after that, they put them in a daycare because of the. You need the income, and both of you have to work, and that makes it difficult, you know, and, and uh, there's difficulties, there's problems going on, but you have to be able to stop. You have to plan something. I think, you know, having a, a time, whether it's going out on a date or you just have to plan time to be together, especially once the children come, where you can sit down and you have a process, you know, that you go through. What does and, that process look like? What do you think? Well, I think that, uh, you know, if, if something's – you know, it's an, if it's invading and it's it's distracting you from doing the things that you need to do, uh, you need to be able to sit down and say, okay, I just want you to know uh, when you did this or said this, this is the way I, I, I'm feeling. And I, I teach it. It's called drive-through talking. It's like you go to McDonald's and you say, I want a strawberry shake and a Big Mac and uh, order fries. And, and the lady comes back and says, oh, you want a chocolate shake and a Big Mac and order fries? I said, no, that's not what I said. I said, I wanted a strawberry shake. Sometimes you say things and you try to plan out. We as men have to plan what we're going to do. And sometimes the, it's it's misconstrued. You know, that's not really what I said. Or they can say, well, this is the way I felt. This is what I thought you were saying. And you can clear it up and say, oh, okay, well, let's try that again. You know, you just have to have room to make mistakes and have room to be flexible and say, let's try it again. And, 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 or you can say the timing has to be right too. Right. There's certain times to have the discussion, certain times not, especially when you have kids and now's not a good time, but you have to be able to say now's not a good time. But later on, after we get the kids in bed, then let's get together mm-hmm. and you talk about it, you know, and it's not accusing, it's not demanding. You can't demand those things. You just say, this is what's going on. This is the way I feel. And, uh, you know, we need to, maybe there's something we can do. You know, I did these things like the, the one guy said he went to a marriage seminar and the guy told him, said, you need to do something for your wife. And so on his way home, didn't have any money. He bought a bouquet of flowers and 
didn't have money, but he put it on his charge card. He's going to be paying it off, you know, walked in the door with it behind his back, opened the door and said, honey, look, and gave her the flowers and she put them in a vase. And she started telling him all the things that had happened that day, the dishwater, dishwasher overflowed and the dog. Ran. Well, what about the, what about the flowers? I mean, he had to plan that, you know, he had to consciously think about it, but what about the flowers? And so I just think that when we do things, not always, we like to be recognized that we do. That's honoring us because we have to plan. We plan those things. You know, we, we structure those things. It comes naturally for a woman to be relational and do all of those things. And, uh, and if we just like to be, you know, recognized that, that, yeah, I put forth an effort and my wife is so awesome at doing that with me, you know, she'll acknowledge me and doing things, knowing that I did some things. And, uh, but then you have to say, you know what, maybe I get acknowledged, maybe I don't, but that can't be the, you know, the, play the love game. Sometimes right. I see them say that, well, I, th- you know, they, co- they come in to see me and they say, well, I thought when I got married, this would be happening or this would be happening. You know, you get these expectations, but marriage is an empty container, you know, and whatever is in there is what you put in there, you know, trust and, uh, you know, uh, being able to rely on each other and support and all of those things. But if you don't put it in there, you know, it's not going to be in there. Sometimes we expect it just to be there. And uh, no, you know, sometimes it'll happen, sometimes not. But you have to just go on and say, well, but if it starts to influence you and you're not, you know, you're you're closing your spirits to each other, we're mind, body, and spirit, and we need to be open. You know, if physically we're, you know, you know what I'm saying, you just don't, you feel a disconnect to that person, then you need to try to get and take care of it not let it go a long time because then it gets, you know, it gets more and more difficult to, you know, come back together. But you have to have a system where you sit down and you, the right timing and the right attitudes with yourselves and you're rested and you can say, this is what's going on and be able to take the problem and set it out in front of the two of you and not necessarily address it toward that person because then they think they're the problem when it's not, not, maybe not that, you know, this is how I feel. And, uh, and then give them a chance. They're listening and you talk and they can give you that feedback. Yeah, this is what you're saying. And this is what you felt or yeah, or no, that's not what I meant. And you clear that all up and start over again and, and find some kind of, you know, resolution that you keep going. But as I was saying, sometimes I say, if you loved me, you would do this or do that or whatever. You'd, you'd pick up your clothes or whatever. Well, it's not about whether or not I love you. It's you need to pick up your clothes. Right. You know, there's things that we just need to do responsibly. And uh, it's sending a message. But it's, it can't be about love. You know, you can't have that scoreboard right. that's going. I think as guys, we're in general more competitive and you do want to win like you keep an internal score i've done more than you so i'm winning but that's really dumb because you can't win if you're on the same team i mean you can win you can't beat your spouse no like like either physically or in a game (laughs) like you shouldn't do that like so why are you keeping score that you did more or less and i have found that there's some things that i just have to let go. Like there's, yeah. <clears throat> I think anytime you're in a relationship, there's things that somebody else does that you don't like. Like for instance, I have a very small one and I've literally never brought it up. Andrea does listen to this podcast. So this might be the first time <laughs> she puts the toilet roll backwards so that the toilet paper comes toward between the wall and the, and the toilet roll. And I've never said anything to her, but every single time I get <laughs> in the bathroom, I flip it around the other way. And what I learned, her parents were here this summer. They do the same thing. They do it wrong. I'm sure I'm right. I've seen the patent. Toilet goes over the top. So I know, but that's to me, 
it would be something that I could say, hey, that bothers me when you do this. But it doesn't bother me that much, and I just fix it. I just yeah. change it, and it's not a, right. it's not an issue. And I think we have to kind of just sometimes things aren't are. You're just not going to like it, right. and that's okay. Like yeah. as long as it's not affecting you, like you're getting better. Sure, I think that's a valid skill just to go. Hey, you know what? This is annoying, but right. every single time, if it annoys me, I'm going to change it. If she does it, she can change it back, and we'll just flip the toilet roll back and forth for the next forty, fifty years. Yeah. I know, think like, it, you know you have to pick your battles. Yeah, uh, but obviously you need to have a time in a place that you know there's something's going on. We've designed something where we can get together. Otherwise, you don't have hope. Otherwise, you just sweep it. Under you know, like you said, and sometimes bitterness you know uh, comes, and because you want to resolve something, and uh, it's it's it has to be something that you can design and something you can go and know. Yeah, it's time to have one of those meetings, you know, and you know what it takes to have that happen, and you go through it, and one person talks, the other person listens, and then you 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 give feedback, and then you switch it over, and then try to find resolution. If you don't. Or, or maybe sometimes it can be so emotional things. Maybe it's something that should have been taken care of, and it's actually deeper than you thought, and you realize this is not going to work, and you have to say, okay, this is not working. We need to table it, but we'll come back. But let me ask you this. When, when you're in a relationship and it's not working, how do you know when you can deal with it versus when you need to go outside get to get help? When, when do you think that break even, like that? What are the things that you're seeing in your relationship that say, I need to go and get get professional counseling? Right. Well, I, I just think that, uh, like I said, if it starts to invade your lives, you're, you're, you're losing the, uh, the, the physical realm, your spirits are closing to each other, and you're just basically coexisting. You know, you're not really uh, moving forward, that you're kind of, you know, at a standstill, and uh, it's affecting you. You're having a difficult time with... Um, you know, with at work, you're thinking about it and you come home and you're walking on eggshells and, you know, and you're not sure, you know, and, and maybe you don't have, you haven't figured a way out of communicating with each other without it turning into an argument or what, you know, and you need to have a mediator. You need to have someone. Uh, but sometimes I've noticed, and I see this happening, you know, a couple will come in, but really what they're wanting to do is throw their spouse under the bus in right. front of someone. And, and I'm, I'm careful not to, you know, no, we're, you know, we're not, you have to, that has to be mediated, but mm-hmm. it's good to get a, a third opinion, so to speak. It's good to get someone that can step back and look and evaluate and give you some suggestions. If you, is the saying is, if you do what you've always done, you'll get what you've always gotten. Right. And if you want something different, if you want to take your marriage to a different level, if you want to take your parenting skills to a different level, you know, sometimes you need to get some assistance, get some help that can make suggestions and they can observe and listen to what you're saying and they can give you that feedback that drive through talking back to you and say well this is what i'm hearing you know and it seems to me that this is what's going on and they have a chance to stop and say okay well you're seeing that you know well maybe we need to evaluate this so it's good to get help and uh, they they say you can't read the label from inside the jar right i think that that is important and it helps you i definitely could see how when you, I think when you talk to your friends, you maybe you're complaining about something and you just want them to take your side. Right. And that's not what counseling is or coaching, whatever you want no. to call it. It is a objective third-party view of what is right or wrong, with ultimately the goal to be right, not for your spouse to be wrong. Right. Like, I think that's, that's important. When you get to the point where 
you just want to prove that you're right and your spouse is wrong. Yes. There's almost no hope. You yeah, have to prove that you ha- there's no proof. You're not proving anything. You're right. just this is being we're we're trying to make this this you know separate team back to one team. Right. So when you're uh, when you're counseling uh, a couple, what is the steps that you usually go to take? Uh, what would a counseling session look like? Say someone's they're struggling in their marriage, uh, they're not communicating effectively. When they come home, they're just cohabitating. What does it, you know, how long does it usually take or what are the steps? What are the first few things you do? So if they're going to go to marriage counseling, what steps, what, what are they, what, what should they expect from like a man's point of view? Is it going to come in? Are they going to bash you and tell you how bad you are? Like what, you know, what is the normal process right. of, of counseling and how long does it usually, how long do you usually yeah. counsel with a couple? Well, I think, you know, that's, that's all depending on where they're actually at in their relationship and what's the, what they have built in as far as any kind of resolution or whatever. But I find that I try to always acknowledge when, when a, a, a husband and wife come in that I really acknowledge the husband for doing that because they, they, you know, we feel like, Oh, we got this, you know, I don't need help. I can figure this out. I'm the man. I can do this, you know, but for them to come in and even realize that there's going to be some things said about them. There we go back to the criticism and the critique, you know, uh, because we want to be honored. We want to feel like what we're doing is, is right or, you know, that we're not, not lacking. Sometimes as men, we don't want to admit that we just don't have a clue and I don't know what's going on here, uh, to, you know, just to acknowledge that and then just try to, you know, see where they're at uh, and, you know, where you're at and where would you like to go and what's going on and give them both an opportunity, you know, to talk and verbalize. And then what I like to do is when they're t- when they're, you know, explaining something to the, you know, I like to, to allow the other person to say, did you, are you hearing what, you know, what do you think they just said? What right. do you, you know, and that way I can just kind of mediate that. And that's sort of, I try to do something, uh, you know, with the three of us that, that ultimately teach them how to do this with themselves, right. learning how some person, someone has to listen and, some, you know, listening involves closing your mouth. <laughs> and, and we just, men tend to uh, uh, think first and feel second. And sometimes it takes time, to, you know, when someone's talking for a man to answer. You know, I, I, I get a young couple in and I say, why do you want to get married? And the answer is, well, I'm in love with her or I'm in love with him or whatever. Sometimes the guy will go, uh, uh, and I'm waiting to hear that. And they finally go, Oh yeah, I'm I'm love in love with her. But if you ask her first, she'll say, "Well, I'm in, he's my, you know, uh, my life partner. I've been praying for him, and I love him, and I love. But he makes me feel special. He honors me and cherishes me. And then the guy goes, you know, he kind of gets on board. But it's hard for us. You ask a man, how do you feel? He'll go, I don't know. With my hands, <laughs> let right. me think about it. Right. Yeah, with my hands, I don't know. Let me think about it. So. We have to process, and everyone's different, you know. Uh, everyone's not able to be in touch with those things. <clears throat> when you get in a session, there are feelings. There are things that are brought up, sometimes personal things, very hurtful things that have happened, things that have been said. So then you try to listen to all that, sort it all out, and then come up with a plan of action, you know, to uh, uh, to have them move in a different direction. As I said, do something different and, and to listen to each other. And as you mentioned about the love languages, recognize that uh, we're we're a mechanism. I mean, we need you know we need the fuel, just like our bodies. We need hydration. We need 
nutrients. We need all of those things. And a marriage is the same way. There's certain things that need to be in place, you know, and you learn what those are and you, you, you learn how to energize your marriage. You either have a chance to, to bless or to curse, to give or to take away. And uh, when it feels like things are being taken away, when it feels like you're going bankrupt or it feels like your, your level, you know, uh, your, your gauges, you know, have to recognize, help, them to recognize the other person's on fumes you know well i thought i did this and i provide especially we as men you know well i'm bringing home the money we've got food we've got lights we got heat we got this and there what else do i need to do you know and i told her i loved her when i married her and it still stands but no we we have to be able to you know things that we do and say and the languages you know affirmation you know and a gift sometimes and physical touch sometimes and uh but we're able to just to go and you know we're so compartmentalized we we're over here and we do this and then we come out of that compartment but a, a woman is the way god built her is made her is to she's just flow everything flows you know everything goes through that and she can recognize and, and the emotions and the atmosphere. She can remember all of those things, you know, and we have to recognize it. You know, there's a, the books, men are from Mars, women are from Venus or whatever it is. Well, that's really not that true. It's not that different, but there are some differences because that's the way God made us, right. you know, and uh, we have to learn how to, you know, stamp something important on their forehead, like whatever it is, you know. <laughs> If you're a, you know, a football player, maybe right now you're stamp, you know, go blue. That's important. So, you know, you have to, she needs to know that you cherish her like you do all your other things, your hobbies and your, you know, your, your new shotgun or whatever it is. She needs to know she's more than that, you know, and they want to be cherished. They want to know that you care about them and, and we have to do things. We have to show them, you know, by, by the actions and things that we do and, but sometimes they don't acknowledge that. Yeah. It has to be okay. You know, we just, we learn and it's a evolving process. You both are going through changes. You're both are growing and you have to fall in love with that new person because they're going to change. Yeah. They're not going to be the same. They're not going to look the same. They're not going to act the same. They're going to, it's going to evolve, especially if you have children and you have to f- continually, I say, when I talk about marriage vows, the th- vows that we make, that we say to each other, you know? And then after that, th- those are the easiest thing to say. You might be nervous the day of it when you say, I do. But the hard and the difficult part is you have to relive that every day after that. You have to be wanting to stay in this relationship uh, because the statistics are very poor, you know, for successes. And because uh, it's just so easy if you don't f- have the feelings anymore that you think accompany love. Right. Well, love's not a feeling. There are feelings that accompany what goes on when you love someone. But if those feelings leave, does that mean, you know, I'm no longer in love with this person or I have fallen out of it? It's not something you fall in and fall out of. But sometimes we think we can just do that, you know? I think sometimes this is a trap in a a successful relationship where you start to see your spouse as your friend, which obviously you're friendly with your spouse and you have fun. But like saying my spouse is my best friend, that's lowering her to another level. Right. She's your wife. That is a that's higher true. level than friendship. And I think sometimes you might be in a relationship where she is your so it and I think there's you know there's half a divorce half of what uh, marriages in divorce. Right. And then I heard the next statistic is the fifty percent that stay married, twenty five percent of them aren't happy. Right. Or just not anything. 
Right. And I think there's a real danger in the mediocre marriage where, like, you know what? She's a, she's a nice lady. We, you know, she's not mean. You know, she cleans the house. I go, I bring right. the money home. Right. We don't argue. But I think there's something more to marriage than friendship. Like, obviously, I'm not saying you shouldn't be friends with your wife. I'm saying that you shouldn't say she's my best friend. That should be somebody else right. who's your best friend right. because she is your wife. And that is, I think there's danger in the just being okay with it. Cause that's not what, I don't think God designed us to just no. have a lukewarm marriage. No. Well, he, it's the, all, we're yeah. all in. It should be all the good things of a relationship with a wife, yeah. not your friend. Cause I can go without seeing my best friend for a couple of years and we're still best friends. Sure. I can't, I can never do that with my wife. That would be unacceptable. Right. So I think there's some danger in just right. being okay. Cause it doesn't have to be that way. Right. And, and even maybe, I don't want to say you married the wrong person, but the, the mar- person you married maybe is not the person who you thought they were going to be. Right. You can still have all that stuff. You're, you make a decision you do. to love. That's a verb. It's an action. And it's a yeah. daily occurrence. Well, those are all the vow. For better, for worse. Richer, for poorer. Covers finances. In sickness and in health. Covers physiology. Right. Because things happen. But I think that, uh, you know, uh, the Bible teaches in Ephesians, husbands, love your wife as Christ loved the church. And gave himself for it. And there's no woman. And then it talks about women submitting themselves unto her husband as unto the Lord. Sometimes that's misconstrued that, oh, yeah, I'm the, the man's the head and the woman's the, you know, the doormat. And I'm the captain and she's. Th- no, it's not like that at all. Uh, there's, there's any woman that has a husband that is honoring her and cherishing her. And I, I call it an umbrella. You get, this, you re- get to raise this umbrella and it's protection, it's it's guidance, it's you know taking care of things, and she comes under she comes underneath that, and uh, you know, and so you don't really, but you can't put the umbrella up. You have it, but you can't use it until you get married. And it's like you know, I can see I've never seen a couple do this, but I've said that you know, and one of the vows that I I shared with the couple once, I said, and I think they should have in the vows and all the things that I don't know about you that I'm going to find out once we start living together. I do. I accept that. And one of the couples asked me, Pastor Dumas, did you hear we entered that into our vows? I thought, yeah, that's pretty cool. That's cool. But those things happen, you know. Right. And uh, you you don't really know that person. You uh, you get to know them, and you have to say, I do. Whatever you become, I'm, I'm with you. I'm committed. Uh, you know, sometimes, uh, you know, the commitment's there. And, uh, uh, you know, you're dedicated to that no matter what happens. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's work, but it's so beneficial. I mean, there's nothing greater than the relationship. It's the covenant relationship, you know, between two people. All the other covenant relationships were between God and man, but this is a covenant relationship that God designed to be between two people. And when he says, love your wives as Christ loved the church, there's no greater example. There's no greater challenge. I mean, if you have a relationship with God and you know how much you appreciate that, then the wives can be the same way. And, uh, you know, and to have the fruit of the Spirit manifest in your life, I'm so thankful to have a wife that has the spiritual gifts, you know, uh, if I can say it, you know, hanging, growing from her tree, you know, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, meekness, kindness, all of those things. And, uh, and then, obviously, I think, ultimately, you need to have, uh, you need to have forgiveness. Mm-hmm. You need to have a way. That's part of the way of being able to deal with things. And forgiveness doesn't require the participation of the other person, because if it did, they could keep you from doing something right. that God has commanded you to do. And forgetting is not part of the forgiveness process. Forgive and forget. Well, no, you don't forget it. 
Because if, if that's all, if we had to forget, then our memories would only be good enough to get us to work and how to get back home, you know. But when you remember, you remember how you worked it out and you, you st- the stumbling blocks, you turn into stepping stones in your relationship. And you move forward. And, you, and, you, and then together, you're a team. I don't care. Come on, whatever it is, come our way. Let things happen, whether it's financial or relational or whatever. We can do this because together we can do this because we have a system. And we're going to put it through that system. And we're going to take the problem, we're going to set it out, and together we're going to resolve that or do our best. And then the rest of the time, you know, I tell them, look, work on your problems, but the rest of the time, treat each other like it's somebody that you really like, you know, (laughs) and be as nice as you can to them and try to build, build things instead of tearing things down, try to add to, not take away. But it's a challenge, and sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't because we're flawed. Right. We're not the same. Like, God's the same all the time, but we're not. And, and uh, you know, I'm willing to do things, but I may not be able, but God's always not only willing, but he's able. And if you have him in your life, I think that's important that you focus on that and and and, and ask him to help you, guide you, direct you, you know, as a husband, as a wife. And together, you can do, you know, all things are possible and uh, but it's 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 great. Like I said, uh, forty six years uh, have been amazing, and it's you know it's been work. But hey, the benefits uh, are, are so amazing, and there's no one you know. I I say this, and I'll say this. I've said this publicly. If if God made anything greater than Buffy, my wife, your mom, He kept kept it for Himself. I mean, I look at it that way, right. you know, and I hope she knows that. And uh, anyway, Buffy, if you're watching this, I hope you know that. She said she listened, so <laughs> get, get, get you some points. So but, we're yeah. going to, uh, you know, in, in, in closing, we've talked about some of the, you know, the thing, the negative things we do. What are maybe two or three things a guy can do on a daily basis that is just going to be good for his relationship? What are those, what would be like something they can take home, like try today? Hey, maybe you have a lukewarm relationship. Today, go home and what is it? I think it's understanding back back to those love languages, knowing what that is, you know, knowing that you need to take the time to say goodbye and when you leave and say hello when you come home and and ask, have conversation. You know, when you look at at the statistics of of words that are spoken, a guy speaks 2,000 or 3,000 a day and a woman speaks 20,000, and you come home and you're done. You're ready to kick back and watch the, you know, go to your throne and, you know, whatever. And, and she's just getting started. Right. And she's wanting to communicate and talk and to be able to sit down and listen, you know. Uh, and, and I think it's important just to acknowledge, to be with them, to take time, to know I'm putting everything aside. And, uh, you know, I'm putting everything else that I could be doing. I'm just going to spend a little bit of time, say, how's your, how was your day? What's going on? Is there anything I can do? Anything happening? You know, just to acknowledge cherishing her, uh, cherishing the time that you have, and then trying to find out what can I do to be helpful? You know, can I help with this or that or whatever? And learning how to do the dishes or whatever, you know, the things and learning how to pick up after yourself, you know, and uh, trying to live in an adult realm, you know, not a parent to child realm or a parent, you know, a teacher to student, you know, your wife is your is your, it's an adult relationship. It's not, I'm the parent, you're the child, or I'm the teacher and you're the student, you know. Right. And sometimes you feel like you're in a classroom. Right. And if you feel like you're in a classroom, that's something you need to work on, you know, or you, you know, uh, or you feel like that you're a kid in the home 
and they're parenting you. We're not right. to parent you. Just, your, your wife didn't adopt you. No. And I, and I think no. sometimes guys get that harshly. Like, a, yeah. like and I, so I work almost exclusively with guys, and I see that is one of the downfalls. So if you're a lady listening, don't treat your husband like your son. He, you didn't adopt him. He has a mom. Give him the respect he needs, and maybe that he hasn't even deserved. You know, right. I think there's a lot of that where, and because maybe guys don't know certain things for right. whatever reason, and it, and they, uh, a, uh, a wife has a mothering instinct, and she starts doing that, and that's not, you know, we shouldn't be our best friends. We should be spouses, right. and you're not my mom. And there's times though, like you're sick or whatever. I just had a total hip replacement, right. and my and Buffy, my wife, she catered after me for three weeks right. i could hardly get up or do anything she was right there she took care of every, all my needs for three weeks and she's a full-time career person right. and everything that she does in her ministry and everything else but she took the time you know and i was like a kid i mean i was like a sick kid or right. whatever but she took care of me and she ministered to me and and allowed me to like and get up and get going and and then the other thing i want to say sometimes if you're acting like a kid then maybe you're soliciting your wife to be, you know what right. I'm saying? Right. Yeah, that if makes sense. Yeah, and, and sometimes we, you know, we're not in the base of watching video games. If that's right. what you're doing, you need to, you know, man, come, you mean, be the man, be yeah, the man. man. Yeah. yeah. But sometimes we solicit the, you know, right. for acting like a child, and maybe they think the only way I can deal with this is to treat them like I'm their parent, yeah. you know, or the teaching thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I, I want to learn things there's things that i need to learn but uh i'm not there you know i'm not in the home for that right. uh you know so is uh wrap it up is there anything uh, you i didn't ask that i should have any, any any last words of wisdom anything that well I, I just think that um you know you just have to have a good sense of humor yeah. <laughs> you're gonna be married and you have to you know understand like i said you have to weigh things out and understand what actually are crisis in your relationship and what things, you know, you know, sometimes we think, uh, I know, I think Gary Smalley was saying, he gives an example about uh, dropping a, a little pebble in someone's, you know, hand. What, what is that? Well, it's a little pebble. But sometimes we can say things, we can, you know, publicly embarrass our spouse just the way we say things and embarrass them. And it was a boulder. Oh, that was just a little comment or whatever. Right. We need to understand. Sometimes we think it's just a small little thing, but it's a bigger thing. Mm-hmm. We need to be able to evaluate that and understand and be able to say, oh, I'm sorry, and have that drive-through talking to say, when you did this and when you said that, this is how I feel. If you want me to feel differently, you need to do something different. And then, then it's in our court to do something about that. And we can, and we can have that. And uh, but make sure that you're always testing to make sure the spirits are open. You know that we're, we don't close ourselves up when our spirits close, our bodies close up. Don't touch me. I don't. You know, go in there and there walk away or whatever. Sometimes right. you have to do that. Right. Time is not right, but you need to continually go back and reevaluate and make sure you keep your spirits open. You know, for the next time when you have to have a crisis because we're going to. It's never going to end. And uh, but you can have a system, put it through the system, and know that all the rest of the time we're just going to be energizing each other, doing things that are positive, doing things that are giving and not taking away, doing things that are deposits, not withdrawals, and learn what those are. Right. And uh, and 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 wives, I can say if you see your husband doing anything that resembles something you'd like to see him do, acknowledging right what gets rewarded gets repeated. Absolutely. And so, uh, so guys, you can send that clip to your wife. I'll put it on. Uh, this will be an Instagram clip. Wives, if you see us doing something you want us to keep doing, 
reward us. Tell us thank you. Yeah. We'll keep doing it. That's right. That's um, right. So this is good stuff. So what I heard you tell me and the guys is that we need to have open communication. Sometimes we need to let things just go. It's not that big of a deal. Uh, when we're having problems, if we can't, if we can't uh, communicate it, if the communication is broken down, this relationship is worth saving, and it means it's worth going to get professional help. It's worth swallowing your pride, asking for help, asking for an outside influence, uh, that we need to have a sense of humor, that we need to understand what uh, the love languages our wife speaks. And I, I'll, I'll link to, uh, put a link to the book, The Five Love Languages. It's excellent. Uh, that we need to, because you might speak gifts, but they need time. I mean, that's a really in, important thing to understand. And um, did I miss any of the, of the other details? Recapping? Oh, this is so. Uh, a marriage is worth saving. It is a. It's the, one of the most rewarding experiences. Like you said, marriage is spelled work. W O R K, and uh, you have. Which means you have to do something. It can't be passive. We can't just and, and don't have a passive, just a boring relationship. I think a marriage can be amazing. So I really encourage you to put this into action. Remember, this is the Earn Your pot, uh, Title podcast, which means you got to earn it every single day. This is uh, Danny Dumas, and that is Dan Dumas, and I will talk to you later.